Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. And it's brilliant. I didn't mean to do this, but it's brilliant that the first question in this episode was paired with the second question in this episode because I think it's the same thing. I can look back on that time period where I had that vertigo and it aligns exactly when a lot of things were happening (laughs) that I didn't know were happening. And when I later found things out, I look back on my history and I'm like, oh yeah, when you were dizzy for a year (laughs) and XYZ was happening behind your back, oh yeah, that would make sense. But my intuition always knew. Your intuition always knows. And your body will manifest the feelings that you're having in a way that it can get your attention. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Hi guys, it's Rach. Welcome to another episode in our Ask Rach series. If you've never been with me before on one of these calls, then let me set the tone. Several years back, we decided to get a podcast hotline, which is essentially like an old school answering machine where people call in from all over the world and ask me literally anything questions about business, career, sex, relationships, how to handle their mother, how to become a mother. I mean, you name it, I get it. For today's conversation, I'm starting off with a voicemail that 
I feel like is going to resonate so deeply with so many listeners and also is the kind of thing that we wish we had figured out at this girl's age. So let me play the voicemail about mindsets as it pertains to health and chronic pain, and then we're going to talk about all the things. Hi, Rachel. I've really been enjoying your podcast since I was about 17 or 18, I think. Um, I had a question for your Ask Rach episodes. I am about 23, and I've had chronic pain that appears to have no medical explanation. And I'm continuing to go to doctors because I know you really have to be an advocate for yourself to find answers. But I'm starting to wonder if the root of the pain might be some sort of emotional conflict or trauma, which is a concept I'd never heard of until listening to your podcast. Um, I think when you talked about your experience with vertigo. So I know you can't exactly give me medical advice, but I was wondering if you could talk more about how you understand the mind-body connection and how you go about healing pain caused by emotional conflict and tension in your life. Any advice would be much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you for this question. I wish that you weren't experiencing these painful symptoms. I wish that it was not so hard for women to be believed when they say that they have issues. I wish that you didn't have to be such an advocate for yourself, but I think it's incredibly wise of you to consider that the chronic pain you are encountering is not only physical, it is also very likely emotional. So before I dive into that, let me explain To those of you who haven't heard me talk about it, what she's referencing when she says that I told the story of having vertigo. I've talked about this in books, and I'm positive I've shared it here on the podcast before, but I went through a period of time where I had really bad vertigo for a year. I was very young, way too young to be experiencing that symptom, and I tried everything. I went to every doctor. I got brain scans done. I went to ear, nose, and throat specialists. I had myself checked for tumors. I did blood work. I could not understand what was happening. I just constantly felt dizzy and nauseous all day, every day. And at the time, I had young children, and I was running a company with, I must have had five or six employees, and I did not have the ability to just not work. I handled that vertigo by just pushing harder, by having more caffeine, by trying to make up the difference for how I was feeling through stimulants like I'll have a fourth shot of espresso at Starbucks. Like I just, I was young and I didn't know anything about health. I remember someone told me that it could be caused from like allergies building up in your inner ear and making you feel unbalanced. So I started taking Claritin every day and then sometimes I'd take Benadryl at night because I thought it would help my allergies. It was so stupid. In retrospect, it was so stupid. But when we don't know what to do, we only can do what we know. And what I knew was go to a doctor, try and find treatment, take pills. That's what I knew. I had dealt with it for a year, and it was actually my ex-mother-in-law. She was my mother-in-law at the time. She's now my ex-mother-in-law. But she was the one. She was a nurse, and she had a patient who had come in, 
And they were chatting and she was like, oh yeah, I just dealt with my vertigo. And my mother-in-law knew how badly I had been struggling with it. So she was like, well, who'd you go to? And the woman gave her a number for, I don't even know if he was a doctor. Maybe he was like a natural path, but I don't think so. I remember it was so funny because whatever this guy was, I had never heard of it before. But at that point, I would have done anything to fix what was going on with me. I, it was awful and debilitating. I was so tired of being sick all the time. So I make an appointment to go see this guy. And I kid you not, today, if I went to him today, I'd be like, you're my new favorite person. We're hanging out forever. But back then, I had never seen crystals in real life. This guy had like a ponytail. He had a Ganesh statue. He like did his own herbal potions. And I was like, I am about to be indoctrinated into witchcraft. This is crazy. But it was so bad at that point. I, I might have picked up witchcraft if he told me that it would help me. So it was the craziest experience. And I now totally think this guy was like a medical intuitive. I 100% think he was talking to like spirit guides or angels or something because for the entire two-hour session, he never one time looked me in the eye. He looked off to the left and he just kept asking me questions and I kept talking and talking and talking. And all of a sudden out of the blue, he like slammed his hand on the table. He's like, no, 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 stop. I know what your problem is. And I was like, oh my God, what? And he was like, your vertigo is not physical. It is emotional. He said, you've told me over and over and over in the last two hours that you are experiencing, you're doing all this thing, your business is exploding, you have these kids, all this stuff was happening. And you keep saying, I just feel totally out of control. I feel out of control. And he said, I don't even think you realize that when you say the words out of control, your hands make a motion like you're dizzy. Your hands make a dizzy motion whenever you say that you feel out of control. And I was like, holy crap, he's right. And it was the first time that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm really stressed out. <laughs> I'm really overwhelmed. I'm really feeling out of control. And that out of control feeling, that emotion in my body is making me feel dizzy but I'm not acknowledging the emotion. I'm just pushing through. So I continue to experience the symptom. And I remember just being like, there's no way it's this simple. But I swear on my life that I got in my car. And by the time I got in my car that day, for the first time in a year, my vertigo was like half as bad. I still had it a little bit but it was half as bad. Just the awareness of what was causing this feeling was half as bad. Our minds are the most powerful. You, you don't even understand how powerful your mind is. If you did, if we even contemplated how powerful we are, you wouldn't be listening to my podcast. You'd be like levitating right now if we even truly understood what the human mind was really capable of. But your mind is so capable of creating the manifestation of the feeling. Your body 
is storing emotions inside of it. These are unprocessed emotions that could be from what's happening in your life right now or past traumas or childhood stuff that gets locked and trapped in the body. So what I would say to my friend who left this voicemail and anybody else who might be experiencing a physical symptom, you get headaches all the time, you always have lower back pain, you know, you're, you've got this, your left ankle's always going out of whack and you can't figure out the physical reason, two things I want you to check out. Number one, I want you to read a book called The Body Keeps the Score. The Body Keeps the Score. It is iconic. It's been around forever. It is like the essential book on this idea that trauma gets trapped in the body and then manifests as physical ailments. The other thing that you can do is Google. Is Google the exact symptom that you are having in your body? And it it shouldn't just be something that you experience occasionally. This is like chronic pain that keeps showing up. Google the spiritual significance or the energetic reasoning behind the exact thing that you're feeling. There are a ton of different ailments and a ton of different diseases that are commonly linked to very similar emotions. So for instance, lower back pain, right? Lots of people have lower back pain, is usually tied emotionally to a feeling of not having support, not having the support that you need. There's also the idea of like when your shoulders, like the upper part of your back, like you're literally like you keep experiencing pain there, pain there. It's because energetically or emotionally, it's like you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. How many people are getting, you have chronic sore throats, right? You're chronically getting tonsillitis. You've constantly got something going on with your throat. And then energetically or emotionally, you don't feel like you're able to speak your truth. You don't feel like you have power in your voice. You keep having pain in the same ankle. You tell me like, oh, I keep I keep throwing off this ankle. I keep having issue here. Then I'm going to ask you which ankle. Now, now let's really get into this. Which ankle? Because the left side of our body is our feminine. The right side of our body is our masculine. So if you tell me that you keep experiencing pain in the left ankle, well then energetically or emotionally, I'd like you to explore who is the woman in your life that you feel like you're on the wrong footing with? Who is the woman in your life that's on the wrong path? You can think about what the parts of our bodies represent to us and what pain in that area might mean. And there are a ton of books on this, and you can get real woo-woo. And I think you have to be careful because sometimes when you start to do research, they kind of all start to sound the same. <laughs> They'll be like, pain in your head equals this, this, and this, hair loss, and it's the same symptoms. But it is incredibly important to ask yourself what emotionally might be contributing to the way that you're feeling. I actually think you'll have a ton of success if you just start doing research on the emotional or energetic connection tied in to the chronic pain that you have. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. 
And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. Guys, no two listeners of the show are exactly alike, which means that no two vacations you take are going to be exactly alike either. And if you're looking for a place that will serve all of you, Texas has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities that allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. I love Texas so much, I moved my family there for five years. Because here's the deal, Texas has it all. Are you a beach person? We got you. If you love a rugged vacation, not my jam, but there's plenty of campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. My favorite part about Texas the food. It is the thing I miss the absolute most. Whether you love barbecue or Tex-Mex or just want to be in cities that take their food very seriously. You can enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash get your own. Here's another weird one that a lot of us haven't wanted to face, but facing it can be really helpful. I, for years and years and years, used to get super sick at the end of every year. Super sick at the end of every year. And in fact, weirdly, you guys, I experienced that this year for the first time in a very long time. You've probably heard me say, I never get sick, I never get sick. I got a bronchial infection so bad over a month ago that still today I've had to cough a thousand times while recording today's podcast episodes. Like it's still very much in my lungs. You can hear it right now. 
I just paused the recording to clear my throat. It's still affecting me. And when it happened, I was reminded of how every year at the end of the year, I used to get super freaking sick, super sick, super sick. And what's so sad, but so real is for those of us who are high achievers, for those of us who take care of everybody, for those of us who feel like we got to do all the things and be all the things, sometimes being sick is the only way that we get care. Sometimes being sick is the only time we allow ourselves to slow down. Your body is listening to your mind. Your mind is incredibly powerful. So things that are going on in your subconscious will manifest in your body. And you don't have to believe that what I am saying is true. Sometimes you have a headache because you need to drink some water. Sometimes you have a headache because there's something bigger at play. But what I definitely don't want us to do is keep having a symptom that we keep treating rather than asking what the root cause of that symptom is. And for my friend who called in with this question, beyond doing your own research and beyond being your own advocate, the next place to head would be to energy workers like Reiki, energy healers, people who work on moving the physical stuff through your body. And that usually does not require any actual touch. They don't have to lay hands on you to do that. Reiki is just energy. And if you've never had Reiki done, it is wildly intense. I challenge you <laughs> to go see a great Reiki therapist and not trip out at what can energetically happen when someone is not touching you at all, but just like holding their hands above certain parts of your body. I remember getting Reiki done three years ago and it was the craziest experience. So I, I was laying on, I was like at a spa and I was laying on the bed and she was just sort of going through my body, whatever. And she got over my heart and she was holding her hands like, maybe a foot above my chest and her eyes are closed and my eyes are supposed to be closed, but she got to my chest. I can still tap into the feeling right now. And it was like, literally like she had opened Pandora's box. And I know what I'm about to say sounds crazy, but it was like a thousand lifetimes of screaming in pain. Like I didn't feel physical pain, but I just felt this like crazy energy rush of so much pain, so much sadness, like deep, deep sadness. And I remember she did that and I was like, my eyes flew open, her eyes flew open. And I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't sit still. Like I felt like I was going to like run through a brick wall because I just had so much energy coming out of me. And she was like, this is intense. Like you you're holding so much pain locked in your chest. And I was like, I feel that. I really, I really understand that just the pain that I felt in my lifetime was, ooh, it was crazy. But it really does help. Doesn't mean it's not intense. I want you all to understand that doing energy work in a lot of ways can be more intense than going to a therapist and doing that kind of work. I, I think all of these things should happen in tandem. But 
there's all sorts of physical things too that you can do just to help your body release energy. So massage is really great. If you find a masseuse that has good vibes and good energy, I always think you have to be really conscious of where you get a massage and who you get one from because if someone has bad vibes and they're that close to your body, I just I think it's it's only going to make you feel worse. A massage can be really great. A fantastic chiropractor can move energy through your body. A Reiki therapist, energy workers, but like y'all, if you have never gone to someone like this, do not play. Don't go on Yelp. Don't look in the phone book. Like you only want to go someplace like that if it has been referred to you by someone else, someone that you trust. Because there are a lot of people who like put a crystal in their lobby and try and act like they're an energy healer. And you should not be letting anyone energetically into your space if you don't know their intent. And that sounds very dramatic, but it's not. But there are so many things that you can do to help yourself in this way. And I really want to encourage each and every one of you to consider energy as part of your therapeutic work as you go into the new year. It'll change your life. It really, really will. I got into energy work with my friend Kimberly Lucas, who I've had on the show a ton. And it started as um, she does fascia stretching. I don't know if you've ever had that done. It's like very deep, intense stretching. And I used to have people do it after I would do a conference. So after I've been on stage for three days at a RISE conference, the muscles in my body are like as tight as a bow. I'm holding it all in my body. And so at the end of every day, I'd have someone come and do these really deep stretches to like help me loosen up. Well, that's how I met Kim because she did that work. And then we started talking about the energetic side of things. She'd be like, oh, can I balance you? And I would be like, yeah. And she'd like hold her hands over my neck or she'd not even touch me at all and just like energetically. And it would, I'd feel so much better. I'd be like, what'd you just do? So I really started doing a deep dive with her. And oftentimes the pain in my body was going back to childhood stuff. Oftentimes she'd be like, I'm getting you at 12 years old. Like I'm picking up like a 12-year-old version of you. And I'd be like, what? No. And then I'd sit with it for a minute and be like, oh my God, that was the year that this happened. Okay, well, how did that make you feel? And just talking about that emotion would allow me to release it and would then see less tension in my body. Kim worked on my jaw. I had like very intense TMJ, like super, super painful, you guys, very painful jaw muscles. And she worked on that physically, which is so painful, by the way, when someone's doing like a deep massage or stretch on your jaw muscles, it's you, oh my God, it hurts so bad. But she would also work on it energetically. And I had this thing where if someone would even lightly, and I mean lightly touch my left side of my throat, I would start choking. And in fact, I'm realizing this is the first thing she worked on. She was stretching and she went to move my head to the side so she could stretch my shoulder. And I started choking so badly I couldn't breathe. And she was like, what just happened? I'm like, oh, I've always been that way. As long as I have can remember, nobody can touch the left side of my, my throat, I'll, I start choking. 
And she was like, whoa, can I help you with this? And I was like, um, yeah. And then same thing. She's like, oh, it's left side, which is your feminine side. It's your throat chakra. It's you don't feel like you're allowed to express yourself. You're not allowed to speak your truth. Who is a woman in your life that you have might have these feelings from? <laughs> Mom. And I was like, what? And we started to work through that. I can't, I know I sound like over the top, but I swear we talked about a certain situation in my life for, I don't know, 10 minutes. And then she fully laid her hands on my throat and the sensation was gone. And she had to work with me on that for probably six or nine months because it would come back in small degrees. But even that changed my life, changed my life for the better. Like I had carried so much pain in my jaw and had this weird choking sensation that just is gone. And that's not the same as chronic pain. That's not the same as our friend who called in. That's a much greater issue that you're experiencing. But I have a sneaking suspicion that for a lot of us, it's emotional. And I'm just going to harp on this forever. Have your hormones checked. I know you're very young. But it's worth, it's super easy to have your hormones checked now. They do it with a saliva test. Just have them checked and see where things are. I just had a conversation. I took one of my old employees out to coffee the other day. She's late 20s. It was like the saddest conversation. She's not even 30. And what she has gone through because of her hormones, endometriosis, PCOS, like horrible pain in her body. She started on birth control when she was like very young because it was helpful. It helped like her acting and all the things the doctors tell us, then completely whacked out her hormones from being on it for too long. Now she finds herself, she's not even 30 and she's just experiencing these awful side effects and is trying to learn how to balance her hormones at a much earlier age than I had to figure it out. Like, don't assume that because you're not 40 or 50 or 60 that it's not a hormone imbalance. If you look it up, women experience far more chronic illness than men do. And there's a lot of reasons they do, but one of them is fluctuating hormones. Things affect us in a different way and oftentimes deeper than they would our male counterparts. So just make sure that you're having your stuff checked out. To me, being healthy is really grounded in nutrition. Honestly, what I eat and what my kids eat is super important to how we live our lives. It's why I love a company like Thrive Market, because Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So when I go online and I use their on-site filters, I can figure out exactly my lifestyle needs and trust that what I'm getting from Thrive Market is what I want to take into my body. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one -one membership matching program. You join, they give. You can join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash Rach for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. 
That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash Rach. Thrivemarket.com slash Rach. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Thank you for that question. I hope I gave you some ideas and was helpful. And now let's go in a different direction. So for our next question, I'm going to tell you guys about it because this particular caller asked to have both her name and her voice removed, which is totally cool. If you guys have a question but you don't want other people to know or maybe recognize your voice, just call and tell me and we will remove it and keep it totally anonymous. But this is a really good question that I think a lot of people are going to resonate with. And that is, how do you get over the anxiety you feel dating again after you've gone through a messy breakup? After someone has hurt you and you feel sort of shaken to your core, how do you get over that? And just to give you a little context on her story, she is divorced, her kids are grown, And she has been with her new partner for a couple of years. So even though they've been together for a while, she says she can't shake the feeling that the other girls in the room are prettier or he's going to see someone else and like them more. Or she says she has every once in a while this desire to like snoop and look at his phone. And then she's like, oh, I don't want to be that person. Like this isn't the past relationship. Why do I think like this? And I'm going to give you as always, y'all, a few different perspectives here. And I'm going to trust that our friend who called in is going to listen to her intuition and go with the one that resonates most deeply in her spirit. Because based on your particular context, there could be a lot of different things going on, but one of them is going to ring more true with you than the other. So let's start with the one that's not quite as much of a bummer. And that is that you have been hurt before and the hurt that you have experienced is causing you to paint everything in your life through that lens. So what's interesting about what she said is she's like, I used to be so confident. I have lost my confidence and this is not me and I don't like it and I don't know how to fix it. Well, we lose confidence when we go through really traumatic events in our life that shake the foundation we always counted on. If you never experience scarcity around money and your family goes bankrupt, well, that's terrifying. And it would make sense why you would now be very insecure or not confident with things pertaining to finances. If your business always did really well and then you've just had the worst year on record and you're really not sure how you're going to pull it back from the brink, 
that would rock your confidence. And if you had a partner who cheated on you and you didn't expect it and you could never have imagined that this person you love so much would do this thing, well, it's really easy to see how scary it would be for you to fully trust someone else after being hurt in that way. And if that's the case, you really have to understand that this has nothing to do with your partner. If you are coloring this new relationship with the same paintbrush as the old relationship, it's not your partner's fault that you feel this way because it doesn't really matter. And she's like, you know, he's so great. And he always, she's like, when I have the courage to tell him how I'm feeling, he's like, babe, like you don't, I would never like, that's awesome. But it doesn't matter what he says if you are still feeling these emotions based on something that happened before. So it's really work that you have to do on yourself to figure out what is going on, why you feel this way, how you can overcome it. And that's something that usually happens on the other side of therapy. It is not something that you try and work out with your boyfriend. It is something you work out with a neutral third party who is trained to help you get past the way that you are feeling. People try and work out relationship problems with their current partner about emotions that they have from their past partner, and all it does is hurt the current relationship. Like I remember actually speaking with, I want to say it was like an astrologer or someone. I think it was when I was talking to Jessica Lignato last year. And she was asking me about my new relationship. And I was telling her about my boo and like all the things. And he is my best friend. He is the most amazing human. Like I can't even, I'm not going to gush over him, but he's the best. And I was telling her all these things. She's intuitive and like she's a medium and all this stuff. And so she was like kind of thinking or maybe listening to whoever she talks to. I don't know. And she was like, do you talk to him about your past relationship? And I was like, oh, yeah, because we were deep in the middle of so much stuff. And obviously he was walking through that with me and he was walking through it with the kids. And he's such an advocate and a caretaker and like all of these things. He's like in it with us. And I was like, yeah, he's very much in it and he sees it. And she's like, yeah, I see that. But in the long run, that is not healthy for your relationship. And like, I was kind of like hurt by it because I'm like, well, we're grownups like this. She's like, yeah, but think about if the situation was reversed. And even though he's watching things and seeing stuff happen and he knows that it's, but if you keep processing with him about your ex, it's unfair to him because he can't really be truthful in that moment. Because if he was being truthful in that moment, he'd be like, F that guy, right? But there's too many other layers. There's too much other stuff. And I really sat with that for several. And I was like, she's right. She's right. It's not fair. So as much as we would discuss things that were like very much surface level, from that point, I never talked about like hard past things the way that I had. Because I think the difference was that he was forced to encounter that person all the time. It's not like someone with an ex-boyfriend that you're never going to see them again and your new partner's never going to see them again. That's not what we had. So 
it was really helpful advice to me and maybe is really helpful advice to you, my friend, to not try and process this feeling about your ex with your new boyfriend. So that's one scenario. Here's the other one that's a bummer, but you need to hear it or maybe someone else needs to hear it. You have anxiety because your intuition knows that this guy is not doing the right thing. How about that option? How about that? And I don't know that that's true. And if me saying it didn't like ring a chord in like the center of your soul, then ignore it completely. Maybe that message was for someone else entirely. But there's a big reason that you might not be able to move past this feeling. There's a big reason why you might have an instinct to snoop. There's a big reason why you're scanning the room to see who else is here. And she also honestly, guys, told me a couple other stories that he sort of excused away, and I'm not going to excuse away. My instinct is actually that this is what's really going on because I know that we always know. We know. We always know. We know when something's off. We know when it's not okay. And it doesn't have to be some big catastrophic, he's screwing half the cheerleaders in town. It doesn't have to be that. Sometimes it's just that there is a fundamental value that you have that is missing from the person you are dating. Sometimes it is just a core belief that this person, when they're not around you, acts in opposition of. Sometimes we're just sensing on a deeper level that we might never know the answer to that something is incompatible between us and this other person. Your intuition freaking knows. You know right now. In fact, you knew before you called in and left me this voicemail. You knew if it was something that you needed to go talk to a therapist about, and you also knew if he's doing something that's not right. Yeah, you know in your heart of hearts, one way or another, because I really understand what it is to be in a relationship that is filled with lies, filled I really understand what it's like to go into a new relationship with trust issues. But even with all of that, I have to tell you, I have never worried about my new partner doing the untrustworthy things that my old partner did. I've had anxiety. I've had nerves. I've definitely felt a a slowness to like really completely open my heart, really completely like trust on all the levels. Like that took a lot longer than I think it would have otherwise. But I never worried that he would do the same things. In fact, if you told me, if you were like, oh yeah, your boo did this, this, and this, I'd be like, you're wrong. I don't know. You just freaking no. And you're like, well, wait, wait, wait. You didn't know last time. You're right. In my mind, in my brain, cerebrally, I did not know that the feelings I was feeling were my intuition. And it's brilliant 
I didn't mean to do this, but it's brilliant that the first question in this episode was paired with the second question in this episode because I think it's the same thing. I can look back on that time period where I had that vertigo and it aligns exactly when a lot of things were happening (laughs) that I didn't know were happening. I didn't know. I didn't know. And when I later found things out, I look back on my history and I'm like, oh yeah, when you were dizzy for a year (laughs) and XYZ was happening behind your back, oh yeah, that would make sense. So as much as in my mind, I didn't know, I, I never like snooped through a phone and like found, no, but my intuition always knew. Your intuition always knows and your body will manifest the feelings that you're having in a way that it can get your attention. In this instance, you get to choose. Here's the path that doesn't involve you breaking up with someone. If you're like, I'm just not sure I'm not, great. Go do therapy, commit to six months of therapy, get your confidence back, get your groove back, start feeling yourself again, work through your stuff, because either way, you've got stuff you gotta work through, right? On the other side of that, If you're still feeling the concern, that's your answer, 100%. And I keep saying this, but you might never know why your intuition was screaming at you about a person. And if you're lucky, you never will. Just trust the voice inside of you that's telling you that this isn't the right thing for you. Or if when I said... It could be option two, and your gut was like, ding, 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 that's it. Trust that. You don't need to go through six months. I mean, therapy is great either way, but trust that. Lots of people will feel these things and never do the work to discover what's really going on because they don't want to know. They don't want to deal with it. They don't want to have to go through a breakup. They don't want to encounter something that they see as a failure. But the biggest failure I can imagine would be to be untrue to yourself just so you can have a partner. Oh my God, like what? Like being single is fantastic. It's fantastic. I mean, I was never like the dating single. I was the like stay at home and order takeout and wear granny panties and watch documentaries about cult leaders single. And I freaking loved it. It was the best, the best. Oh my gosh, so much fun. Not for everybody. Some people would rather be in a relationship so they're not alone, so they don't feel lonely, even if the relationship is hurtful to their true self. That's the beauty of this life. You get to do whatever you want. But If all that's holding you back from following your truth is a fear of being alone, oh, what a a waste of what you could be missing. What a waste of a potential partnership that is everything you're hoping and dreaming of. What a waste of that, which will never come to fruition because we can't receive anything when our hands are full. And if you stay in this space, 
where your hands are full with the wrong partner, you'll never get to an open-handed opportunity to meet the right one. All right, guys, my six-year-old has just gotten home from school and she's dancing out in front of my studio. And it's time for me to close up this session. And she's coming in. Hi. I can cut you up an avocado. Can you give me two minutes, please? Thank you. <laughs> it's time for me to go be a mom. But I hope that something I said today was helpful for you and that you'll share it with a friend if you think it will be helpful for them. If you all have questions like they had questions, 737-400-4626. I'll be back soon with more conversation. And until then, as always, I love you guys and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org.